Benson and Stabler investigate the death of a teenage girl who was found in the back of the trunk with stab wounds and, sta- and slashes and cigarette burns. It turns out that the girl was part of the mean girls who bullied another student. Did she get ki- did she get killed for revenge? This is Twisted, a Law and Order SVU podcast. You are now listening to Twisted, a Law and Order SVU podcast, where we recap and break down past episodes of Law & Order SVU. You can hear us out on Spotify, Anchor FM, WordPress, or, and, or any other streaming service. And now, here's your host, Brian Rose. Welcome to Twisted, a Law & Order SVU podcast where I recap episodes of Law & Order SVU and my name is Brian Brian Rose, and we're in the first week of June already. I know it's going to be a summer, and I'm going to promise you that all summer long, you know, I'm going to bring out new episodes. And I just want to let you know that um, I'm going to let you know that um, next week I'm going to be taking a week off through a little vacation time. So I will I won't be back. So I'll be back two weeks from now to bring out a new episode. So, so probably in the meantime, this is this is gonna be my last one before I take my little break. So now let's get into some entertainment news. Um. Oh. 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 Before I get into entertainment news, though, I'm gonna be um, going going out of town next weekend, so that I won't be able to do my podcast. So I promise you that uh, two weeks from today, I'll be back with a new episode. So let me give you some uh, update on Jamie Foxx, right? Because recently Jamie Foxx has been in the hospital after suffering a stroke. And at first, though, the media said that um, he was in the hospital for undisclosed uh, medical health emergency. But it's actually it turned out he had he probably suffered a stroke. So. Now, I just found out from Twitter saying that Jamie Foxx had like a blood clot in his brain, causing him to be blind, and he's paralyzed. Damn. And it looks like Jamie Foxx's conditions is getting a bit worse. So, and he's been in the hospital since a couple of months right now because he was doing a shooting a movie, and next thing you know, he started be acting up being all diva-ish, and next thing you know, he collapsed and went to the hospital. So, hopefully, you know, I mean, we're going to send some prayer for Jamie Foxx, you know, make sure he recovers, though. And, however, though, I mean, we couldn't save our prayers because um, recently, um, this, um, uh, we got another uh, um, personality, um, Jackie O from the the TV show Wildin' Out, she had died. Damn, she died so young at 32 years old. They don't know what the cause of death, but recently she said that she was doing a, some mommy makeover. And uh, Jackie O, right? She um she appeared on a while now, and then she has she has a relationship with uh, 
wild out cast member of DC Young Fly, something like that. He's all, DC Young Fly is also a t- MTV personality, and they had kid they had kids together. So damn, girl, is this girl dying so young, man? It's crazy though. I mean, you know, I mean, it's an RIP Jackie O, man. A lot of a lot of these entertainers are dropping dead like flies. Damn. She was so young too, like thirty two years old. Damn. Speaking of family, I, I just lost a family member myself. But she was in her eighties, so I forgot the relative's name, but um but she's she was she died of an old age, like eighty eight years old, so she's in a better place right now, so Anyway, you don't want to go deep into that, so let's get to today's episode. Alright, y'all. This is a Lauren or the SVU, Season 5, Episode 17, Mean. And it aired on NBC on February 24th, 2004. That's like 19 years ago. Now, all I want to say before I get into this episode... I'm going to say that this episode is based on these a group of popular girls who are actually Mean Girls. And in a coincidence, the movie Mean Girls was released after this episode aired. You know, the movie starring Lindsay Lohan and all that stuff. So, um, anyway, I'm going to get to that in a minute. So, it's all about... So this story has to deal with teen bullying. Did I say it right? Oh yeah, excuse me. Team bully, team bully, team bully, team bully. bully. I'm trying to say team bully, bullying. Did I say it right? Team bully, TD bullying. I'm I'm talking like a damn Indian. I don't know what it is. Team bullying. So anyway, um, you know, recent on the recent reports, you know, you got um a lot of these young people were killing themselves after being after they be they have been bullied. So. So this is this story. This story is based on that, though. So let me get my notes together. Let me get myself in a posture. Okay, now I feel comfortable. Okay, so anyway, um, we're at the um, cold opening, and we see a couple of traffic police having a conversation, and they're getting way they're getting ready to tow away this car, and um, it's snowing outside. It's cold. It's just, it's, in, it's in the morning time, so. During their conversation, though, the, the the sister, right, she goes to the trunk and she discovers some icy blood dripping from the trunk of the car. Oh, my goodness. There's probably going to be like a body inside, man. Damn. So, short time later, Benson and Stabler are at the scene, right? So, um, they're talking to the lady, say it was a Caucasian female. She was found dead in the back of the trunk. And she probably might be in her teens. So they go over, they go over to the trunk and they see the dead girl's body. And it turns out that she has been stabbed so many times and slashed. And it's a possibility that she has been tortured. Oh, check this out. She was bound with duct tape. So that's and that's um there's some evidence right there. Because the girl the because the teenage girl was probably being tortured and stuff like that, though. So it turns out that um the girl was identified as um, Emily Sullivan. So, um, I don't know what's going on about this. She's like in her teens and all that stuff, though. So, they get a, 
they get this cop shows up and and then the cop tells them that a girl was reported missing this since this morning. Turns out that, that she was last seen last night and didn't show up show up for school. And she lived in Westchester County. Oh, so Best is like, looks like they found her. Mm-mm-mm-mm. So it turns out that the girl was important missing since like this like late last night or early this morning. And she didn't even show up. She didn't even show up for school. So and she lived up in Westchester County. But they only say which city's name though. So we go for the opening credits and we go to the act one. And Benson Stabler is talking to Emily's father. And the father tells him that he she was spending the night with her friends. And then next thing you know that Emily got in contact with um name is um Mrs. Kent because she has a friend named Paige or something like that though. So however though they, they he sent Emily to go live uh, with the uh, friend the friend's house. You know that belongs belongs to the Kent's house. So next scene, you know, Best and Stabler they outside this house. They're talking to Mrs. Kent, and she you knows she is like um. She has some marital issues, and you know, so. However, they tell her that Emily has been born missing, and she's probably been found dead, though. So, Mister Kent thinks that Emily is lying, and um, and all that stuff, though, because, so what happened? But they tell her that Emily has died. So, however, she tells though Mrs. Kent tells them that she has a daughter, at the school that which Emily Emily goes to. So maybe you should talk to her. So. We're at Tanner Day School, right? Somewhere in West, somewhere in Westchester County, and Benson and Sabler is talking to the principal, and they they would tell her that Emmy has died and she was probably found dead in the city. So they're trying to figure out why was Emily in the city like late last night or early this morning or I don't know what it is though. Because originally, originally, originally she was supposed to be at. Um, um, Andrea's Andrea's house or whatever, but somehow she's how the hell is she snuck in the city like that, right? So the principal is talking to Benson and Stabler, and he takes him to his office, and there, in the office though, we have to meet um, Emily's friends, and one of them is uh, Andrea Page, and the other girl is by name is Brittany, not Brittany Spears, and, and it's played by this lady. None, none. Yeah, uh, uh, maybe it's Brittany. I don't know. Is yeah, Brittany. Okay, it's the actress is pr- who's playing Brittany is played by Kelly Gardner. Is your head feeling all right? No, it kills. I just don't want to scar. I think it's going to be just fine. Oh well, thank you, doctor. You can leave now. You know what, honey? I will. But not before I ask you a couple of questions. Why do you think Troy Linsky attacked you? Because he's psycho? Because his whole family is crazy? Yeah, that happens to be actress, um, is, um, Kelly Gardner, and, uh, she had a, a, a supporting role in the movie, uh, Bully. You know, it's like, it's like a teen movie. I, I mean, I've seen Bully, like, uh, several times, you know, it's about the group of teens and they conspire and murder the dude who was like sexually assaulted this woman, something like that though. And it's based on a true story that happened in the nineties. I mean, that happened in Florida and all that stuff though. So 
I mean, I, I like the movie Bully. It starred um like um Brad Renfro and um Miss Phillips. I think it was um from Baiju Phillips or something like that. And there was in that movie. And this brunette who was Macaulay Culkin's um ex girlfriend at one time. I mean. I mean, you know, I like the movie. I mean, it was crazy and stuff like that because it involved it involved sex and drugs and just like a madness. I mean, these white kids go go, go crazy, right? So, so this actress she plays Brittany, one of the popular girls at school, and she has her friends um, Andrea and Paige. They're in the office, so they 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 just so sad what happened to Emily because that was that was their best friend or whatever though. So. Beth and Stabler found a phone number right there. And however, they called up that number and that number turned out to be Brittany's cell phone number. So she, so Brittany didn't, was told not to pick it up. So um, Brittany doesn't know where Emily was like last night, stuff like that, because it turns out that she ran away in the city and stuff like that. But she was just sound sad though. So what they're going to do is the Beth and Stabler are going to search the lockers. So we're in the hallway right now, and they searched the lockers. They found condoms, a bloody tampon. <laughs> now nah, I'm just kidding. And um, smelly socks, um, biting eggs. <laughs> oh, yo, yo. They found, also found a camera. So they check into the camera about to find Emily. And one of the photos features um, a guy... Who was a brunette? He and um, and somehow there's a and there was a picture of him, so he looks like some kind of a twenty something actor. So it turns out that the um, actor is name is Lucas. So we're at the park somewhere, and Lucas is busy doing some Fruit of the Loom commercial stuff like that. So yo 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 yo, you remember the Fruit of the Loom Fruit of the Loom commercials back in the eighties or seventies? I remember when I was a kid, though, I usually see this Fruit of the Loom commercial where these guys dressed up in fruit costumes. One of them was a grape. The other guy was an apple. That guy in the apple looked like the guy from the Crazy Eddie commercial or something like that. <laughs> if you remember Crazy Eddie, that's back in the 80s. Well, you millennials not going to get it because me, I'm an 80s guy, and I grew up in the 80s. And I'm 47 years old, so... I remember Fruit of the Loom commercials and shit like that. So, so anyway, Lucas is busy shooting some commercial Fruit of from Fruit of the Loom commercial or some children's TV show. Best and Sabler showed up and they pulled Lucas to the side and um, they talked to Lucas and tell her that he if he knows Emily. And Lucas remembers that he he knows Emily that he used to he he used to he used to date Emily back in the days and all that stuff. And Lucas tells him that she's like mature from her age or something like that. But he, he Lucas broke up with Emily like a while, some a couple of weeks ago. So they asked him where he was last night at the time of Emily's murder. He tells him, he, and so Lucas tells him that he was busy shooting the movie last night. And he was like an extra on set though. And he didn't stay till like in the wee hours of the morning and stuff like that though. So anyway, so Lucas might be a suspect because he last seen, seen Emily, but I don't know what it is. We're back at the squad right now, and they have pictures of um, Lucas and Emily's body. They're all on the billboard, stuff like that. So they wanted to see if Emily was a victim of some 
some perp or stuff like that. And Dr. Wong says that he will check by cap to check the other murders. And he was the one looking at the pictures and all that stuff, though. So, however, though, it turns out Emily made an outgoing call to her 900 sex line. And, yeah, and, 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 and then... And the closest proximity is a comic book shop. Oh, 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 oh. that means we, that Emily went to go see read Spider Man and the Incredible Hulk and the Avengers and shit like that in a comic book shop. Oh my goodness! Did she? In other words, did she have to meet somebody out right around the comic book book shop? Though I don't know what it is. So we at this comic book shop. Excuse me. So we're at this comic book shop, right? Midtown and. They can see this young man. He's on the phone talking some, doing some dirty talk to some girl on the line. Benson Stabler come in and they listen in on him. The next thing he knows is that they, they confront him about that stuff like that. But, um, however, uh, they tell him that this woman was, Emily was murdered last night. And the guy was like, man, this is a murder investigation. And they thought that this guy is a suspect or something like that because, is he see yeah, he was probably dealing with Emily last night and he he's talking all that sex stuff on the phone. I mean, come on, y'all. So it turns out that um comic book dude, he was like, he's not a suspect. I mean, but um he he realizes a murder investigation. He was he and he he sounds so excited and shit like that. I mean, I don't know what it is though. So they wanna go check on Britney's records and all that stuff. So we're at this record st- stuff, and then they got this um, guy giving them a bunch of papers, and is that like all these text messages for the past two weeks or something like that, though? And that guy who was playing him—that's um, Jose Suniga, and that's a repeat offender because he was last seen in um, season three, episode one, doing some phone records and doing some computer stuff like that, though. But right now he's doing this. Um, Thing is like um, giving out these phone text records for, for phone text records and stuff like that. So Benson is able to read the records, and it turns out that uh, Emily was making threats to this person during the records, telling them, "You bitch, you dead. You're you're nothing. But you're ugly. You're fat, and all that stuff." Damn. So, so Benson Stabler is going. Or trying to find out where she sent the text messages is uh, sent to, so it turns out that it leads him to um, the Lindsay's residence. So Benson and Sabler arrive at right outside the um, the Lindsay apartment, and a guy, Mister guy named Mister Lindsay, right? He opens the door. I think um, yeah, and he answers the door. He was like, "Can I help you?" and um, Benson Stabler tells him that we got some text messages saying that we want to tell you that um, Emily had it was sent to um, a girl named Agnes, and you know, Mr. Lindsay has a daughter named Ang- Angus, and it turns turns out that the text messages were sent to Angus, and so this is Angus' house, so Angus Lindsay, so and then um, he says that he has a daughter named Angus, and um, and she wants to tell her that Emily was um is dead. And Mr. Lindsay tells him that that girl well, is is, is not, that you know, Emily's nothing but trouble. She threatened my daughter and stuff like that. And during the conversation, you know, you got this uh, his um his son peeping in. And yo, 
and that's yo, 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 that's um AJ Soprano from Sopranos. I pushed your exit. I sent her to the hospital. She hit her head against the locker. It was an accident. I was mad. You got some anger management problems at now. Yeah, do you know what they did to my sister? Yeah. Emily Sullivan tortured your sister. I know that. Someone taught that bitch a lesson, right? What do you mean? I didn't touch Emily. I'm not saying you did, but why are you beating up Brittany? I want Brittany to admit what she did. What's up? She took pictures. Agnes was changing the locker room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That happens to be Robert Eiler from and he he plays AJ AJ Soprano on the Sopranos. And the, the Sopranos have ran for like six or probably seven seasons. I know season six, they had like like 20 or 21 episodes, something like that. Originally it was supposed to be the seventh season, but HBO wanted to have like a part two or I mean, whatever. Some politics and all that bullshit though i don't like politics but he played um robert eiler he played um anthony jr for maybe six or seven seasons of the sopranos it ran from 1999 to 2007 and however the series finale though we didn't even know i mean the last scene no aj was in a diner with uh, his father and his mother and Meryl was getting ready to come in. Next thing you know is that Tony hears the door. And next thing you know is just cut to black. So it gives it and it gives us the question: Did Tony get whacked or murdered, or did Meryl come come in? I know if someone was out for him. I mean, I'm not sure about that though. But this is like a surprise though. And um, during that last scene of scene of Sopranos, they played Journeys. Don't stop believing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was. I never said. I never seen heard about that song, but I heard it a couple of times. I mean, they played it in the Sopranos finale, but I remember the group Journey. Journey though, they had a song called "Separate Ways," which I like because it's the '80s. So anyway, speaking about uh, Robert Eiler though, aside from playing AJ Soprano. He has a podcast called Pajama Pants or Pajama Party, something like that. And it's on YouTube. I mean, you could go check it out. I mean, I've seen a couple of episodes. You know, him and his co Sopranos co star, JB Lynn Sigler, they had they have a pod they had a podcast together. I think it was Pajama Pants or something like that though, but I mean go check it out on YouTube. So anyway, he plays um Angus's brother, Troy um Troy um uh, Troy Lindsay something like that so he's listening on the conversation and his father turns his back and says to him Troy get in your room he's trying to be nosy so anyway the father tells um, Benson Stabler that Emily had Emily bullied his daughter Agnes for the past couple of years and he recently he he put a restraining order against her like two months ago and next thing you know is just that Mr. Lindsay is not happy that uh, Emily is dead. And next thing you know, he slams the door to their faces. So it turns out that Emily was part of these mean girls, or in other words, one of these popular girls that bullied um, Angus, the fellow schoolmate for the past, past couple of years. And we don't, we don't ever reveal who Angus is, but we are going to go get to that right now. Now, that's the, we're, at, we're at the beginning of Act 2, 
and Benson Stabler is back at the Tanner Day School, and uh, they talk to the principal, and the principal says that the father was being overprotective of his daughter, and he put a restraining order against Emily and stuff like that, though, because Angus had been bullied. And so and it turns out Angus never killed anyone. So, so however, you know that the Angus's father is likely a suspect. I don't know, but um, so the principal takes Benson Sabler to meet with Angus. So they go into this classroom, and there's Angus, and she's a fat girl. Oh, no offense. I mean, she's a big girl with blonde hair. And um, next thing you know, Benson talks to Angus alone, and. No wonder why Angus is being bullied, because maybe because she's fat. No offense, but I gotta admit though, though I like fat women. I like big women. As a matter of fact, I even like thicker women. You know, what I mean, I mean because you got you got. I like a woman that has like not petite or anything like that though, but I like a woman with some meat on her bones and stuff like that, because it's beautiful, and they so soft though. So. Uh, as for me, you know, I mean, I think I never dated a big woman, but I mean, I dated like a woman that's like um, a petite and uh, other one was a little thicker and she got um, soft tits and then I did. And then, and then uh, I mean, most of the couple that I've been dating, like, like slim woman, you know, I mean, but I really like a big girl. I like a big woman with curves. And just like the movie said, real women have curves, just like America Ferreira. All right, so Benson is talking to Angus, the big girl, and she used to be friends with Emily. And somehow, though, she didn't like uh, Emily. She didn't like the way Emily had treated her. Like, for example, Emily pretended to be a boy, and, um, you, know, you know, some. Just say, you know, everywhere set uh, Angus up for a date. Next thing he knows, Angus has been assaulted, harassed, and beaten up by Emily's friends and treated her like shit and all that stuff. I mean, that shit was crazy. I can't believe it. Let me tell you something. Emily is part of the mean girls. Like I said, Emily's part of the mean girls. You know, one of the little popular girls in high school. And speaking about mean girls, mean girls, well, mean girls was released after that, this episode called Mean. Coincidence? Now the movie Mean Girls put Lindsay Lohan on the map. And check this out. That, that movie Mean Girls was written by Tina Fey. So, though is it, it wasn't a coincidence that um, Mean Girls came out after the SVO, SVO episode Mean. I mean, was it a coincidence or not? Tell me. Anyway, um, anyway, Angus says that uh, she's after she heard what happened to Emily. Though she says she's happy that Emily's dead. Damn, that's messed up though. So we're back at the precinct right now, and um, Doctor Wong's doing a walk and talk with the detectives. And Doctor Wong says the victims who are bullied are like social outcasts. I mean, they don't even belong to the crowd and stuff like that. Though I mean, shoot. And and so they go to the squad room. They have a conversation about um. What about um, Angus, Agnes, or Agnes, or something like that? Should I say Agnes or Angus? I don't know what it is, though. Anyway, uh, whatever. So, however, though, they get a phone call. It turns out that Brittany was attacked by a guy at school, and they 
And however, they got they 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 got the guy already. So Best and Saber go over there, and we have we have Tanner Day. It turns out it actually was Angus's brother Troy who attacked Brittany. So security guard is there, and he says he'll let the to have to have a conversation alone. And next thing you know is that um, Troy tells Sabler that he pushed Brittany. That's about it, though. And Sabler tells him that you have like some anger management issues and shit like that, though. <laughs> so he trying to figure, and he understood that um, Ang- Angus was tortured and bullied and tortured by the girls and stuff like that. So he best Sabler asked um, Mill AJ Junior AJ AJ Soprano why he he assaulted Brittany. And um, Troy tells him that he wanted Brittany to pay for what she did. And Sable was like, what was that? So Troy tells him that um, Brittany took a picture of Angus naked in the locker room while she was taking a shower. And then she sent it out to a lot of people. And he got it for a friend of his, a friend from... and, you know the the they you know he got it from a guy who turns out to be the girl's brother or something like that though I don't know what he showed it to him and next thing you know that Troy got mad and, or AJ or AJ Soprano got mad I mean and, you know Troy got into like AJ Tony Soprano mode and shit like that you know what I'm saying and speaking about speaking about Troy I have an older brother named Troy and he's in his fifties and he got a birthday coming up on June 20th though so and so it's coincidence so looked like your little Troy uh, got got into his little uh, soprano well like he pushed Brittany and he turned out that he pushed he pushed her against the wall because he was mad and all this stuff though so damn that was crazy though and it's just like um can't believe that Brittany had to do such a thing like that he's saying all the naked folders stuff like that though and um, he's going to show Stabler the picture and all that stuff, though. So meanwhile, we're at the, some kind of some doctor's office, and then Brittany's being treated, and her mama's there. So Brittany's mother wants Troy charged and all that stuff, though. But um, however, though, Brittany tells his mom, her mom, his her mother to shut up. I mean, who the hell you want to talk to your mother like that? Come on, y'all. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Come on, y'all. And next thing he knows that the mother says, I'll leave you two alone. So, you know, Benson's talking to um, Brittany alone. And um, Brittany, and Brittany tells him that she needs to get some surgery on that damn cut on her forehead, stuff like that, though. Or in other words, get rid of the scar. And Detective Benson tells her that don't worry, it'll heal. And then Brittany was like, well, thank you, Detective. Now go away. Yo, why the hell you want to talk shit to Benson like that? Well, huh? So... Benson is like, though, I'll leave, but you need to ask me some questions. So what happened? Why are you taking um, pictures of Emily, stuff like that? Brittany claims that Agnes killed Emily. Not her, though. So she's sticking by her story and stuff like that, though. So they don't have any evidence that that Agnes Agnes killed Emily because what happened was Brittany claims that that she was... um, that she says that Angus killed Emily for revenge and all that stuff. I mean, come on, y'all. However, though, they get a call and to the crime lab. So we at the crime lab right now, and CSU 
false sites. She says that she tested some a lot of stuff, and she told me that the killer is a female. Not so anyway. It's Mr. Angus and his son Troy are not suspects. So Sipes said that the killer is female, and she has like different types of blonde hair. So she, uh, in other words, um, and then uh, Sipes asked Benson, "Do you know any bottle blondes?" And then Benson says three. <laughs> so it turns out we have like three female suspects, and they all have blonde hair. Man. Now, let's get to the second half of this episode. So we're at the squad, squad room, and Dr. Wong tells him that it's called relational aggression. So they talking about, you know, the popular girls and mean girls and shit like that, though. So, uh, however, though, however, though, they need to go and talk to some students and all that stuff. I mean, Peer, and then they also suggested some peer counseling. So what they're going to do is they're going to talk to the students at Tanner Day. So we're at Tanner Day. We're just one student who's uh, in this room, and she has brunette hair and has a sweater. And the student says that the girls will always be being mean and stuff like that. And another student with glasses, she says that Emily was in, in the popular crowd and all this stuff, though. So, and she also mentions that she was seeing a, seeing a, a boyfriend, and, uh, and that student tells him that her his name is Lucas. Oh, and it turns out that the, now the cops think that Lucas has sex with Emily before she died. So next thing you know is that we're we're in Lucas's apartment, Lucas's house, and Bessie Saber confront Lucas, telling him that you lied to him, and then they say look at him him as a suspect. So. Lucas says that Emily hit on him because she was like more mature of her age and all that stuff though. But he did break it off for Emily, but I mean, because she he, he believes he, had, he she was too young for him though. And he remembers one night at the time when um Emily died though, he was gonna go to the trunk. And then what happened was that um Andrea and Paige just held him back, telling him not to go in the trunk. I'm like, they were freaking out on freaking out on him. So However, though, it turns out that um, Lucas was get, just gave um, M- gave Paige and, and Andrea up because I mean now it looks like it, it looks like um, Brittany's friends were involved in the murder. Ah, now Brittany's friends were involved in the murder. Oh. So it turns out Andrea and Paige were in on it. I mean, they were freaking out when Lucas was going to the trunk. Oh, so it turns out that Brittany's girlfriends were our accessories to a crime. So we at Tanner Day School, and we at this gym, and they're having some little game going on around here. And it's cheerleaders. Next thing you know is that the Benson Stabler, they came to arrest Brittany, Andrea, and Paige. And next thing he knows is that Ag Angus is Ag Angus is watching in the seats, watching him getting arrested. That was messed up and stuff like that, though. So we have the precinct right now, and uh, Andrea is there with it with her lawyer, Mr. Kressler, something like that. I mean, Mr. Cindy Lauper's guy, and Paige is there with her lawyer, right? And uh, that's how I don't know. And then Brittany's there with her lawyer. I mean, and one of the lawyers, though, 
is 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 um, one of the lawyers is played by Blair Brown. Who was it that cut Emily's skin with scissors over a hundred times? I did. And who brought a knife and then later used it to cut Emily's throat? Me. And the cigarettes you went out to buy, you used those to burn Emily's skin, right? Right. So the truth is, you didn't want Andrea and Paige to help you torture and kill Emily. You just wanted an audience. Objection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That happens to be actress Blair Brown. And I remember her. She was the star of The Days and Nights of Molly Dodd. That was an NBC sitcom back in the 1980s. You know, I think I've seen a couple of episodes. I mean, I just go there for the theme song. And it's probably shot in New York and shit like that, though. So she plays um, Paige's lawyer. So next thing you know, these three mean girls, though, they tell, like, sides of their story and what happened with Emily. And... I mean, I forgot to say Andrea, right? She's like um, a, a fake Jessica Alba. I forgot to mention about that. So so I'm going to call Andrea a fake Jessica Alba, right? You know, a little dark angel and shit like that, though, or, and honey. Now, so um, Paige, fake Jessica Alba Paige, you know, she say, they all say, they say she says it's Brittany is the one that killed Emily. And Paige says they the one that killed Emily. Oh, however, though, they... um. I think the girls also mentioned that uh, Emily stole Brittany's boyfriend Lucas away, and somehow Brittany just got jealous and shit like that. And the girls wanted to teach Emily a lesson that you cannot steal anyone's boyfriend. And next thing you know is that um, old Paige and Andrew say Brittany had killed Emily. So it so Emily, what happens is that um, when they tell Emily, you know, no, no, no when they tell Brittany that she didn't want to kill Emily, I mean, Brittany just lost it. And he was like, who told? And then she started getting hysterical saying, bitches, I'll kill you. I mean, she's just breaking down in the damn interrogation room. I mean, and you know, basically has to try to restrain her and stuff like that. I mean, she, I mean, Brittany becomes hysterical because she, I, she knew, she knows that the girls are going to turn on her. So in other words, though, these three girls, though, they were going to give each other up for who killed Emily. It's like they need to stick it together and all that stuff. I mean, and they all, now the, Andrea, which is fake Jessica Alba, and Paige, though, they all say that Brittany killed Emily. And yo, and Brittany, I mean, Brittany just lost it after they found out that, they found out that um, her girlfriends were ratting her out. <laughs> I mean, that was crazy shit like that, though. And that's the end of Act Three. We're in Act Four right now, and Kressler and then Kressler fakes Mr. Cindy Lauper tells him that um, they and they're they, they deal with the case of the girls. And then, however, Novak says that the case she Novak is told that the case is weak, but she's not gonna give out a deal. So here comes um, uh, Molly Dodd and the Kressler. They said that they have a motion and all that stuff though. So we go. We we're in, we're in Judge Petrosky's office. However, though, she said that she'll allow everything like that. Though, so and, and then they do. You know, we have Cabot and the um all all the and the three. You know, you know, and we got Brittany, Andrea, Page's lawyers are there talking to the judge. So 
they want to deal with this deal with the thing in the trial and stuff like that though and the judge Petrovsky said that she'll allow it so we're at Rikers right now and um Brittany's lawyer I mean is uh says that she'll plead guilty to man man one and stuff like that though so Novak tells her that Brittany has a chance to testify against her friends in court and Brittany was like I, I'm, a, I'm just gonna tell the truth I don't give a fuck <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean she so proudly said it like I don't care I'm just telling what I know so we're at the trial right now and um <clears throat> And where Brittany's on, on uh, Brittany is on the stand, and she has a chance to testify against the girls, and she even told the truth. I mean, Brittany says that um, they would it, after they uh, they was uh, hanging out and they was drinking, and next thing you know is that um, next thing you know is that Brittany was was um, torturing Brittany with um, stabbing her a hundred times. And while Andrea Page didn't do nothing, because then after that though they went and get to get somebody to eat with some get somebody to eat, and then they had to take the train home. So they, in other words, they were like celebrating. So anyway, here comes um after no Novak was done with her Novak was done with her. Here's Miss Molly Dodd, the redhead, is talking to Brittany. So and then she tells them what happened, and Brittany tells the truth, saying that um. They didn't, uh, they, her girlfriends didn't come and restrain her, didn't stop her. And then Brittany admitted that she laughed at um, Emily while Emily was calling, while Emily was calling on her mother. <laughs> that girl's a crazy bitch and stuff like that, though. So Emily just told the truth. I mean, she, she Emily, excuse me. So anyway, Brittany just told the truth about killing Emily. And however, though, Miss uh, Molly Dodd says that. You just uh, you just want an audience, <laughs> and then Novak gets up and says objection, and Molly Dodd was like nothing nothing further, and she goes back to her seat. So Doctor Sofer's on the stand, and she tells him there's this like small group dynamics, and then these there's some psychological thing and all that stuff. I mean, I'm not gonna get into that though. So anyway, um, and next you know we got the. Um, Andrea, the fake Jessica Alba, is on the stand, and um, she, um, you know, she says that um, she called Emily uh, out like that night, tell her it's her birthday, and fake Jessica Alba says that um, she has a birthday. Her birthday was January, so Novak sees a, a class ring is made out of sapphire, and it turns out that. Um, Novak tells him the sapphire is a means a September birthday. That's like a Scorpio and stuff like that, though. So Novak says that someone else had a September birthday, wasn't it Emily and stuff like that, though? So they had to do something with the ring because Novak suspects that the um, ring isn't um, fake Jessica Alba's. <laughs> so, however, though, fake Jessica Alba stands up and tells her that. Paige gave it to her after Brittany died. And then all of a sudden, Paige gets up and says, you, you're a liar! And, yeah, and then next thing you know, I mean, oh my goodness. Uh, uh, it, it, oh my goodness. Oh my, that's crazy. And yeah, that was some crazy. I mean, the girls were breaking down in court. I mean, they was like giving each other up. That was just crazy. 
So the verdict came, and all three girls are found guilty of murder and accessory and murder or something like that. I mean, all these young bitches are going to be going away for a long time. However, so however, Saber and Benson Saber gets a call that shots were fired at Tanner Day School. So Benson Saber raced up to school, and um, they, um, they they see like a crowd there, and they go through the police tape, and it turns out they go to the locker. They say it, it has the words, Angus the pig squealed. See? And they got a pig hanging on the noose. Oh my goodness, that is so crazy some shit. Next thing you know is that uh, um, uh, uh, another uh, a young woman was found dead on the floor, shot dead, and she was one of the popular girls. And yo, and guess who just got arrested for for killing her? It was Agnes. Oh, anyway, you know, Angus a big girl though. They she's placing handcuffs. And she started sobbing. She was like, "The girls were found guilty of murder, and it doesn't make it. It didn't make it. Doesn't make a difference." Oh, next thing you know, she's being taken away by the cops. And yo, I mean, I mean, she got Angus got bullied again, and she just got fed up with it. Damn. Oh. Oh my goodness. I mean, at first they say Angus wasn't a killer, but damn, we didn't see that coming. I mean, Angus is now a killer. I mean, if 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 she should have killed um, um, Emily and the rest of these three mean girls, I mean, I mean that would be a whole different ball game, man. So anyway, that's the end of the episode. It's crazy, man. You know, if you like it, it, it was good. Okay, so what you think about this episode, right? And um, I want to give you a personal suspect, personal um, topic, though, because um, I remember when I was a kid, though, I've been bullied a lot. I've been teased a lot. I mean, they call me vulgar names like Teddy Man and all that stuff. Go around saying I look at naked woman. Let me tell you something, man. These You got some people out there, they just, like, looking for trouble, man. I mean... People, I don't like when people bully try to bring you down and disrespect you, like, and all that stuff. I mean, come on, tell everyone about you. I mean, they're just mean spirited people. I mean, I understand you're young, but let me tell you about you young kids. So stop acting like a bunch of jerks. I mean, it doesn't give you the right to bully your pig on or tease on somebody else like that, though. And let me tell you something. I've been teased at school when I was young, and then I didn't like it, though. Hey, these students weren't even my friends. I mean, come on. I was I treat I was treated like I'm a damn bully, but I moved on from that though. Tell you sometimes, you know, sometimes they might say things they want you to do to fight them and stuff like that, but anyway, anyway, I mean, these kids like were a bunch of gremlins and stuff like that though. I mean I ain't, I even like it when people are spreading rumors about me and all that nonsense. Like, that's just like bullying and picking on stuff like that. And I think that's just disrespectful. Sometimes, you know, I mean, I should have stood up for myself, but, however, you know, I mean, I never, never, I never thought, I never ever thought of killing myself. And you want to go say some shit like that? Come on. I mean, come on. 
you gotta earn your earn some respect though. And sometimes you can't deal with these jerks. And speaking about that, to the young kids out there, you need to stand up for yourself. And you know, if they try to hit you, you hit them back. Don't be cowering up though. You know, you confront them. Or in other words, if they that's, that doesn't work, they try to hit you, you hit them back. Or all I'm saying is you gotta stand up for yourself, right? Don't try to kill yourself. I mean, don't let other people bring you down because they're jerks. They're evil. No? So, like I said, be brave. Stand up. So, anyway, that'll be my time, you know, um, for me. Because, you know, it's like um, I was going to let you know that um, the next week there won't be any new episode of Twisted Alone on SVU Podcast. So, I'm going to take a break because I'm going to be going on a little vacation. And I'll be back two weeks from today with a new episode. So, you can like and subscribe on my channel. And by the way, Twisted, a Law & Order SVU podcast is produced by me, written by me, directed by me, edited by me. And we're on we're on every Monday on uh, Spotify, Spotify for podcasters, Google Podcasts, and um, I think it was a Jetpack or WordPress. So, I'll be back. I'll be I'll I'll be back two weeks from now, and we're gonna have some fun, and there's gonna be some humor on it too. So, all right. So, enjoy. Rest. Have a blessed week, and I'll be back soon.